Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Here We Are. On today's episode, we will break down how the Bills absolutely pummeled the fraud fins. What a win. Your Buffalo Bills are the two seed in the AFC playoffs. At 6-6, six and six, the Bills were a 0.1% chance of getting the two seed. Oh, what a surprise. The Dolphins choked and the Bills are the two seed. And we have the most realistic path in the Josh Allen era to make the Super Bowl. There is a thin margin for error, but I have never felt better about our chances. And today we will break those down. We will go through the matchup that is on Sunday at 1 p.m. The Bills against the Steelers with no T.J. Watt. I'll break down the current playoff landscape, what to expect, my predictions, and yes, an apology letter to Sean McDermott because my God, has he broken every single complaint I've had about him. He has some stone cojones. Really looking forward to this episode, folks. We'll talk to you in a few. Best of times, worst of times. It's the gift and the curse. R-O-C, yeah, number one click head If you represent us, throw them diamonds up, yeah Now let's be clear, I ain't going nowhere Now that you know, holla at your boy, ho All right, welcome And uh, what a weekend it was I mean, going into this weekend, I I really believed that the Bills were going to beat the Dolphins, but they certainly made a sweat on it. But, man, that game, I, I don't care what the score says, that game was an absolute ass-kicking. The fact that it was only seven points it, it is crazy to me when you look around at the box score. I mean... The Bills, the first three drives, all should have been touchdowns. Josh Allen threw two interceptions. We'll get to my thoughts on that. But when you look at the box score, this game was an exact replica of the game that the Bills lost the last time they went to Miami. The Bills had 473 yards to the Dolphins' 275. The Bills threw two interceptions and had one fumble. Dolphins had two interceptions. Bills had 26 first downs. The Dolphins had 16. All this talk about this crazy high explosive offense of Miami, it just wasn't there. And you can tell me Jalen Waddell and Mostert being out was a huge effect to this um a huge effect to this offense. And it definitely had uh, an effect. But 275 yards, give me a break. It is so clear, and I've said this all year with the Dolphins, is when you take the boundary, or when you take the middle of the field away and force Tua to throw the ball to the boundary, he is as insignificant as any bottom-tier quarterback in the NFL. I will argue that to the death. Look at the final interception that Tua threw to he was looking for Chase Claypool and Taylor Rapp picked him off. That was a panic decision 
because when Tua looked to the middle of the field and didn't have his first read and Tyreek Hill and goes out, he has a mid-tier receiver that runs a terrible route and he still tries to force it in there. The Bills know how to defend this team. And there's just nothing. Don't get me wrong. I, I the, the Dolphins are a good football team. They are riddled with injuries now. Van Ginkle's out. Uh, Jalen uh, Phillips and Connor Williams. Like, there are so many guys that are out for this Dolphins team. That kind of feels like the Bills last year where it, things just aren't going their way. Take away the tragedy that the Bills had. I mean, the injuries to the Bills' defense last year were just far too much to overcome. But the Bills had the ball for 38 minutes to the Dolphins' 21 minutes. And when you look at the second half, they had so many three and outs. It was unbelievable. I mean, some of Sean McDermott's best work that I have seen from him. But it's just... This, this is the Bills' division to lose every single year that Josh Allen will be the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills. That is four years in a row that the Bills have gone and taken the division. Now, there was a three-game lead that the Dolphins choked away to the Bills, and things were looking bleak for the Bills. I said on a couple episodes ago, I don't care about the division, but the way that things shook out, Winning the division was everything because by getting the two seed, we now have avoided having to go back to Miami where they would be as full strength as they can be with their injuries, playing a division team for the third time. Everyone always says play, beating a team three times is as hard as it gets, especially in the NFL, especially when it's a division game. But even after that, that means that we would have likely had, or we would have, if, if we beat the Dolphins in that first playoff game, we would be headed to Baltimore. And we wouldn't be playing a game at home unless we beat the Ravens, and then maybe we would be getting a home game. Instead, we now get the Steelers at home without um, TJ Watt. And if we win that game, realistically, we're probably going to have the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes is going to have to get on a plane and fly to Buffalo, New York, which he has never had to do in the playoffs. He has never had to go on the road. Now, am I thrilled that we have to play Patrick Mahomes as he has been the Bills killer? No, but I will take this team over this current Chiefs team 100 times out of 100. Now, in the Bills-Dolphins game, the two interceptions by Josh Allen, I, I, I'm i not, the first interception is what really drives me nuts because now twice on the same exact play, Josh Allen and Gabe Davis have not connected on a hot route where a hot route is where the uh, quarterback and receiver need to be on the same page because the uh, wide receiver is supposed to run a choice route, okay? He can either break it out to the left or he can break it inside. Natural instincts and the easiest way to run that play is that he breaks to the inside. It's an easier throw for the quarterback. But Josh Allen has thrown the ball outside twice. Okay, the other play I'm talking about was in the Eagles game, which would have won the Bills the game. Threw it outside. Gabe Davis wasn't there. Safety had inside leverage. Throws it to the outside. Doesn't get it. Now, in the Dolphins game, they 
run the same play. Josh Allen gets an all-out blitz, kind of panics, throws the ball to the outside. Easy ticky-tack interception for the Dolphins. Red zone interception. First one of the year, I believe. Wasn't crazy about it, but start of the game, I can live with it. Bills are then driving again. Josh Allen on fourth and two. I believe should have just tried to run to get the first down, but launches one to the end zone in desperation to try and get a first down to Gabe Davis again, and the ball gets picked off. Really didn't love the decision, but what's crazier to me is the Dolphins not making a heads-up play to just knock the ball down. So everyone's used the word our term arm punt with Josh Allen. That that was basically an arm punt again, but two interceptions and seeing Allen have two interceptions that quick in the game. Not crazy about it. Okay. Then another drive comes up. Josh Allen pressure comes in, tries to make something happen, leaves the ball out like a loaf of bread and fumbles. Okay. So our, our quarterback has turned the ball over three times. When you're losing the turnover margin in the NFL, it is incredibly difficult to win, especially when you're playing a team with an offense like the Dolphins. All year, people have been talking about this Dolphins defense and how great Vic Fangio is. I have never seen what other people seem to see in Vic Fangio. What is so special about Vic Fangio's defense? Jalen Ramsey loved to talk shit about Josh Allen. Josh Allen owns Jalen Ramsey. And if not for an overthrown ball, Josh Allen would have gone for over 500 total yards in that game. Diggs was wide open and Allen just overthrew, which those are throws that have to be made. That is all on Allen. But People that are saying that, oh, Stefan Diggs needs to get going and, you know, he's not, he's maybe he's not what he was and he's getting older and all that. Give me a break. Stefan Diggs had seven catches for 87 yards with an average catch of 12 yards on eight targets. Had he caught the ball that Josh Allen overthrew him on, he would have went for like 156, I think they said, as if he obviously took it to the end zone, which he would have. No one was even near him, okay? What else are you asking for of Stefan Diggs? He made an unbelievable catch that led to the Bills' first touchdown, an alien-like throw from Josh Allen. But this box score from the receivers is exactly what I'm looking for. Khalil Shakir, six catches, 105 yards. Stefan Diggs, seven catches, 87 yards. Dalton Kincaid, seven catches, 84 yards. Trent Sherfield, three catches, 24 yards. Dawson Knox, two catches, 22 yards. James Cook, three catches, 16 yards, dropped a uh, uh, touchdown that was right in his hands. Deontay Hardy with a catch. Ty Johnson with a catch. Josh Allen was 30 of 37, two of which were those interceptions. So he could have been 32 of 37. What? Are, what else are we asking for of this quarterback? Because the only thing that was stopping the Bills in that game was Josh Allen. And as we move into the playoffs, I will live and die by 17. Because when it comes to clutch ratings, 
Josh Allen is the best, most clutch quarterback in the fourth quarter. He once again gave the Bills the lead with less than three minutes left and put it on the defense to go out and finish the game. And Jalen Ramsey and Eli Apple at times gave us some trouble, but I mean, what more can you ask for from your quarterback outside of trimming down maybe one of those turnovers? This game is a landslide victory for the Bills. The last three weeks, the Bills have not looked great. I'm not crazy about how they've looked, but man, do we have a lot to be excited about. Sean McDermott, I've been very critical of his game management and how he runs this defense at the end of the game. What more could you ask for since the Broncos game? He has had a complete mindset shift and he has bought in to what everybody has been asking. Not that he's listened to what we're telling him to do, but what he's doing is he's taking chances and he's trusting that he has an elite team in all three phases. Our special teams has been horrific. Sam Martin has sucked, our punter. And we're taking penalty after penalty at kickoffs, punt returns, punts. Like, it's been terrible. But these past few weeks, we have continued to put teams in a hole that makes them predictable where they have to run the ball when they're pinned against their own end zone. And then we force the three and out. They went three and out on five of their six drives in the second half. The Dolphins did. What more could you be asking? And then Sean McDermott's stone balls on that game-winning drive was so awesome to trust Josh Allen on a fourth and one on your own 35-yard line and say, I don't care. I'm going to go win the game now was incredible. And then... The Bills needed a 55-yard field goal to seal the game, or they could have went for it on fourth and one. They were 22 of 23 on third and one or fourth and one scenarios and went for it and just didn't get it. Didn't love the play call, but, I mean, that is McDermott just buying in to knowing and trusting his offense. I wasn't crazy about his comments at halftime about Josh Allen, but I do understand it. But that's what you get with Allen. He had a guy wide open in the middle and there was a freeze frame on Twitter that they showed a Ty Johnson catching that ball. That was just an incredible play by the safety to keep Ty Johnson out of the end zone. And I do believe McDermott probably would have said like, we don't need that. Remember last year in the Dolphins game, James Cook got that touchdown as time expired. Like, Sometimes Josh Allen's just going to go off script because he feels he can make the play. And when you're one of one like him, you got to live and die by that. That was a good throw. Probably should have been in the end zone, but a head-to-head that didn't get called. So be it. Bills go into halftime down 14-7. And we continued to move the ball. And then finally, you just felt the whole game like there was just that one play that the Bills were going to have that broke through. And who else but Deontay Hardy to take it 96 yards to the house. That was the most awesome play I have seen out of the Bills. And I can't remember how long. Takes it the distance. And you knew at that second it was a wrap. And man, what an embarrassment the Dolphins fan base is. 
That was a home game for the Bills. There's a video of the on-field return. It is Bills fans in the stands going absolutely ballistic. It's all red, white, and blue in those stands. What what a win. I love beating the Dolphins. It is so great. Oh, God. I love it. I absolutely love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. But it's time to move on. The Bills are hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers at our house in Orchard Park, the house that Ralph Wilson built. Man, is it a big one. Opening line at minus 10 for the Bills. The weather is absolutely going to be a factor. It is going to be snowy. Potential 40 to 45 degree winds. Love it. Give me all the weather. I hate the advantage that they say we have, but screw it. I'm going to roll with it. There is no excuse for the Bills this week, and they should steamroll Mason Rudolph. The run game is going to be critical. I need to see more out of James Cook. And if we're going to roll with Leonard Fournette, we are going to need him this coming weekend. I thought that it was uh, great use of Leonard Fournette in the Dolphins game. I expect to see a heavier dose of him in those short yardage situations. That's why we signed him. I like what he gives us in the run game more than Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray has gotten the job done this year, but I just think you get more and you get more of a passing attack with Leonard Fournette. It's that simple. Without TJ Watt, the Bills offense has no excuse. The Steelers are 1-10 without TJ Watt. Injury-wise, the Bills are pretty banged up on defense. We'll see who we get back. Rasul Douglas went down uh, and Tyrell Dodson. Both critical pieces to this defense, but my God, Balen Spector, my dude from Clemson, Man, did he step up making some massive plays. They, when Dodson went down in obvious passing situations, they would bring Jordan Poyer in. But in the other situations, they had Balen Spector, and he played excellent. He was a standout at Clemson. I feel great with him in the game. But Tyrell Dodson has proved me wrong in all my expectations of him. Would love to be getting him back. Dodson and Douglas both seem optimistic about being able to play this weekend. But... If, the, if our offense shows up and hangs 20-plus points, this game is just – the Bills are going to win. Now, depending on the wind, it would be nice to have Douglas because George Pickens is pretty damn good. He's a legitimate deep threat. But if this is the last we're going to see a Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde in the level that they're playing at right now, I will ride that into the sunset, man. They have been the best safety tandem I have ever seen in Bills' uniform. Taylor Rapp as well. What a signing by Brandon Bean. Taylor Rapp, when we needed him most, came in and made a play. I expect a lot from him as well in this weather. Now, the Steelers have been anything but impressive, but they have strung together some decent wins. And if you think Mike Tomlin's going to just roll over in this game, forget it. But why I am so excited of what I'm seeing out of Sean McDermott is you have Sean McDermott who's willing to take chances, especially in weather like this where maybe there's going to be less possessions to come by, a heavy run game. You're going to see him going for it on fourth down. No one likes to punt the football away more than Mike Tomlin. He is captain conservative. Maybe that changes in this game and having their backs against the wall, but I love our chances here in this game. Prediction-wise, I'm going to say Bills 28, Steelers 10, there is no excuses here. 
But the Bills, if they get a victory, will be hosting likely the Kansas City Chiefs at home. And my God, what an environment that would be. I'm going to do the noble thing, and I will not be going to the game, although I will be in Rochester, New York next week. I won't go to any playoff games as I am Captain Mush. The Bills lose when I am in attendance. Won't be doing it. I owe it to all of you. This is the run we deserve. This is the run we will be getting. Now, the current playoff landscape, the Finns are going to Kansas City. I expect the Dolphins to fold as this is going to be weather that they just never have to play in. As it is right now in Kansas City, they are telling people to stay indoors and not even go outside. There is no chance that cold weather Tua is going to outperform Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs have been bad all year, but I will take, until proven otherwise, I'll take Patrick Mahomes at home all day. And the Bills control this road that they have ahead of them. I am so, so confident it makes me sick. But what to expect here? I really think the two better seeds are going to win these games, but I could see the Chiefs knocking off the Ravens. The Ravens have been very good, but I think the way that the Ravens have been winning games, the Bills match up very well against them. And the fact that we would not see them until the AFC Championship is huge. It's going to be tough. We've been through tougher. But I want you to take comfort in one thing that Josh Allen said. Actually, two things. The first being is in the second half, Josh Allen said that was the best he's felt the ball coming out of his hands in the last two years. This man oozes confidence. You heard Trent Sherfield talking about it, saying that there was just a look in Allen's eyes that he knew he wasn't going to let those guys down. Tom Brady, all those years, he never had, he, he did have some stellar receivers, but, you know, not ones that jumped off the paper at you. Josh Allen makes players around him better. We've complained all year about Dawson Knox, Trent Sherfield, and Deontay Hardy. Who had the three touchdowns in that game? Hardy, Sherfield, Knox. Allen is going to throw the ball to the man that is open. He is not going to favor someone. He trusts his guys to make the play, and they will make the play. And James Cook has made some infuriating mistakes, but he's also been one of the best polarizing players in the NFL through the last six weeks. This is the easiest road that you are ever going to find for Josh Allen in the playoffs. No Burrow. It's it's Mahomes on a limping team. This is the year. It has to be the year. Will we get our hearts ripped out? It's possible. There are the slimmest of margins for error in the NFL, especially in the playoffs. And those interceptions, those get magnified in the playoffs. But your Bills are the four-time defending AFC East champions, and there is every reason that you should believe that the Bills are going to get the job done. Anything can happen. They're going to be close. We struggled against Skylar Thompson last year. But the Bills will come out victorious. They will get the job done. My can't-lose parlay is going to be the Bills and Chiefs to win. Let's ride this together, folks. I'm going to be with you through the entire playoff run. And God, I hope to see you all at the parade. Thanks for listening. 
And here's an extra piece of my apology to Sean McDermott. Okay, as promised, here is my open letter of apology to Sean McDermott. Sean, hey buddy, it's me, Steve, host of the Here We Are podcast. I know you're an avid listener and I've said some really mean things about you, but my podcast has been moving all the way through Western New York and even in Europe, whoever you are in Europe, thank you for listening. I've said some very mean things about you, Sean, and despite your weird comments that came out via Ty Dunn from seven years ago, it appears you took every word that I said about that article to heart. You are the unsung leader of this team. And going forward on fourth and one, it was the moment that I looked and said, that's my head coach. You have managed games the right way and you cut the head off the dragon in being Ken Dorsey, although a couple months late, but that's okay. Despite me being right 99% of the time on this podcast, it would appear that you have proven the 1% correct. There's no doubt in my mind that this team rallies behind you, and I have no qualms with you leading us into the field of battle in the postseason. Disclaimer, if you prove my past comments to be true, I will be the first one out on one Bill's drive picketing for your departure. I feel that, although, unless you revert back to your boneheaded habits, you do deserve to be the leader of this franchise. Please get me a Super Bowl. That's all I've ever wanted in this life. Sincerely, Steve, your buddy and warrior, ready for the front line of battle.